Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. In Kicks We Trust. Episode 114 of the In Kicks We Trust podcast. I am here with four-fifths of the In Kicks We Trust team. Kev, how's it going? What is going on, everyone? Kali, how's it going? I don't know. I didn't think about this. <laughs> I, I picked up a flu last week or something, and it's still lingering, so I mean, could be better. Yes, the flu is going around. It is. <laughs> I've been avoiding people at all costs for the most part. You're staying at your sister's house again then? or No, I'm back home, but... <laughs> Trying to keep my distance as best I can from people. Juan, how's it going? It's me again, present and not missing. So yes, hello everyone. I'm going to quote Taylor Swift here. It's you, hi, but you're not the problem. It's you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Rich may or may not be joining us this week. We have a guest with us this week. So you've probably heard us talk about him numerous, numerous times. We may have referred to him as the cop father a couple times. Uh, he's helped, I'm pretty sure, all of us out on a sneaker or two at some point. So we're joined by Mark Chu today. Mark, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, guys. What's good? What's good? Mark Chu. Did you say two or is it, Chu? Is it Chu? I, I, heard, I heard it and I, 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 Chew, I meant right? to say I meant Chew, to say like Chew. chewing gum. I yeah. meant to say <laughs> Chu, but it's it came out like Chu. Sorry, that that's, okay. just, that's just my bad English. <laughs> Rushi. <Yeah. laughs> well, in his defense, that's not English phonetics. Yes. In in in, in Trev's defense, it's, it's not English. Mark, we appreciate you jumping on with us, man. We've talked about you basically the entire length of this podcast, so it only felt right to finally get you on. Thanks for having me, guys. Let's start with our weekly wares and pickups. So, Kev, why don't you begin? Yeah, it's going to be short and sweet. So like Kali, I, I also got sick, but I got COVID. But luckily for me, I didn't have crazy symptoms, just, you know, cough and stuff. But I was testing positive, so didn't get a chance to go out much. But times that I did, I guess, before I got COVID and a little bit after, I wore my uh, Dunk Low, uh, Michigan State, so that green pair. Also Air Max 1 IDs, that K-Man pair. And then also I rocked my Kanatsky Hybrid, the one with the tuned Air Max upper and the 95 midsole, the one that I that I named Chopped and Tuned. So that's the pair that I rocked today. Or sorry, yesterday, actually, because it's snowed. And then all the other times, just like snow boots you know north face snow boots because of the snow but still going strong with the no cop january so i have no cops to uh update anybody on still going strong kev nicely done it's been tough it's been tough let's just say <laughs> <laughs> lots of temptation but uh yeah there's only a week left to go and you know what there hasn't been much that's caught my eye so far so happy to assist anybody that needs anything but for me personally i think i'll just be waiting for those white spent threes i think so you know, I was thinking about that myself. I was like, you know, what like, what do I want as my first cop of the year? And white cement three is definitely a pickup. But I was kind of thinking to myself, like, uh, like I don't know that I'm actively looking for anything else, like even old pairs, right? Didn't have to be a January cop or anything. I was just like, is there something on my radar that I know I want to pick up? And I couldn't really think of anything. I think you have to ask, start asking Rich what his next pickups are. So he sort of follow the lead, like... <laughs> The last yeah. eBay pickups. 
he's he's always got something on the radar so it's it's hard to tell with him it's either omnis stuff ebay stuff you know like he's always got he's always wheeling and dealing that he is that he is nice glad you're feeling okay though kevin glad to hear you didn't have too your symptoms weren't too bad yeah i felt fine actually but uh yeah i mean you know obviously just to be safe i didn't want to go out and spread it around so stayed uh home most of the week i guess so not many wears for me unfortunately are you still testing positive actually you know what i haven't tested recently the last time i tested was on sunday also my son he's back at school so he t- he didn't test positive so he went back to school on monday so i just assumed that i, I didn't have it but i haven't actually tested because i didn't have to go to work so gotcha well glad your symptoms weren't too bad yeah i feel like i'm lucky because both times i had it i didn't feel sick at all so that's all right <laughs> can't complain yeah, can't that. complain exactly <laughs> nice good week collie what about you I mean, the only thing I wore sneaker-wise was my Beater Air Max 90 duck camos. I wore those a couple times when I stepped out quickly, but it just started dumping snow. So it was back into the Ultra Boost, you know, the, the snow boots, Ultra Boost snow boots. Tarek's Free Hiker Cole Reddies. They're just what I have to go through in this time of year, you know, nice and solid. Pickups, you know, nothing. Um, I'm not going to chase my tail like, or, dog, you know, a dog chases his tail going around and around in a circle. Kind of reminds me of how Rich is getting shoes all the time. You know, pick one up, put one down, pick one up, put one down. There are three shoes that came out in the past that I've been looking at, but, you know, I'm, I'm pumping the brakes. I don't want to spend 400 500 right now. So maybe we'll see if something new comes out this year. I'll go towards it, have an eye on some, you know, ideas of SBs that might come out or... You know, looking at some Air Max, but other than that, I'm, I'm just nice and toasty, so that's it. Can't complain about that. Easy week. That's, I, th- I have a pretty slow week as well. I'm hoping Juan had a few more wears, but I'm not confident about that. <laughs> Mark, what about you? What have you been rocking? And I, I know you must have had some pickups in the last couple yeah. of weeks. For wears, so I'm going to start with Sunday, which was Lunar New Year. I wore an old pair of 2012 Fire Red 4s that I actually got from previous guest of the pod, Sean Go. He nice. gave me a really good price on them. And I, I was like, it's a 2012 pair. If it starts cracking and it just builds more, it has more character. Yeah, so I wore that for Lunar New Year when I went out. Then Monday, what did I wear on Monday? I, I'm pretty sure I wore like the very first pair of New Balances that I ever owned. So I picked up the, or wore the, Teddy Santis 990 V3 Marbleheads. Never owned New Balances before that. And I've been wearing that quite a bit all of last year. Tuesday, I wore the 2002R Protection Pack Dark Navies just to run some errands. Nice. Today, I didn't really get, or I didn't really want to go out. But since I had to go to Loblaws and pick up some stuff, I put on my Air Jordan 1 high sb nyc to paris it's become my beater pair that's like your range yeah right? yeah, yeah rain yeah. snow everything yeah. else in between <laughs> like it's surprisingly still staying gray i haven't seen much of the paint come off mm. and i've had that for like two years three years now and it's it's still in pretty good condition for pickups trev you're gonna be surprised to know that i've yet to pick anything up for myself in 2023 I did manage to help our friend Florin pick up those um, Montreal Bagel Dunks. I think it was last weekend. So yep. kind of a pickup, but not for me. And then, so, and I told Kev this before we started. The, I have a pickup that's pending, but I'm not sure if it's going to go through yet. So I don't 
count it as a pickup. But it was um Mamba like the Mambasita Foundation's Kobe Six Grinches Storyteller Pack oh. from last night. So I haven't. I don't want to jinx it. So I I don't consider it like as a done deal. I'm hoping it goes through. Fingers crossed. But yeah, it's kind of a fifty fifty or maybe less than that. So they did like a restock yesterday, but yeah, you copped, um, but you copped one. You copped one on Christmas, December, though. December twenty fifth. Yeah. <laughs> It, I mean, yeah. it wasn't this year, but that was in the last, was, uh, yeah, I guess in the last three or four yeah. weeks. I got it last week, if like the, all stackery um, consolidations considered, but I count that as 2022. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. So possible double up. Fingers so, crossed. So now, so now I got to ask, did you get the, the bagel dunks in yet? So they're shipping to stackery. I okay. have seen the bagel dunks in person at Nike Yorkdale. Yep. What the did you think? The quality of the leather is pretty good. The seeds, like the sesame seeds that are on there, they're textured. So you can feel the seeds kind of popping out of the leather. So I thought that that was a good touch. But in all honesty, like I would have just bought the box and the postcard just because it's for Canada. Yeah. Like the shoes are okay. Like I, it's probably going to be a cool conversation starter or like a good display piece. But it was more so the fact that it was a Canadian exclusive box because we don't really get much of that for yeah. for nike here yeah i think it's kind of a cool it's a, it's cool and especially that montreal got like their own kind of like shoe dedicated to their city where like yes. you know we have air max one the sixes so that's kind of a cool piece for them i kind of agree i was a little underwhelmed with the shoe personally but i thought the storytelling they did on it was great mm-hmm. the box was really really nice so yeah, I'm just curious because I had heard that the sesame seeds were a little like they weren't just because if when you look at them in pictures, you can't it really looks see it, right? Like it just looks yeah. on. No, it's uh there's some texture when you feel your hand up on the on the leather. There's you can feel the seeds kind of you know in there. Love to hear it. I'm happy to see that 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 pair turned out nicely because it, it that was my one thing was those seeds. So I'm happy that they were they were a little pronounced off of the leather for 190 dollars. Like they had to have made it like something special oh yeah know? that's right it was it was like, like just the, under the retail was, like... was pretty high on them too like yeah and i think yeah. that was just for the canadian pairs because the sneakers pair for florin in the u.s was like 120 u.s if i'm not mistaken oh and just regular box yeah so it's just like just a regular box but here i think the nike york bail pairs like they said that it was 190 with tax or taxes included so it's pretty steep it could very well be an sb if like you put an SB branding on it, right? Right. With like gotcha. how they presented the box and the storytelling, it feels more yeah. like an SB piece than it is like just a non-SB dunk low. Yeah. And even the activations that they did around this, you know, like I guess in Montreal mostly, you know, with the shops, you know, having the bagel displays and all that stuff. So yeah, I like Trev said, I like that, you know, they kind of went all out with this release just to, you know, sort of, Canada doesn't get much. So it's nice to see them, you know, do activations and, you know, these special releases and special boxes that are only limited to Canada, just because we don't get that stuff a lot. I'm all for that. Yeah, yeah for sure. Totally. I think it just goes and ties into the whole uh, thing where I think a lot of like places now have to kind of start restoring the feeling for people again, you know, because for the longest time in COVID, we were so used to copying sneakers online or like mm-hmm. just entering an online raffle. We never get to see the stores or like chop it up with the people that work there. Yeah. 100%, so, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's nice to see them restoring the feeling, so to speak. Yeah, definitely. Can't hit on that. 
Nice little shock that you don't have any pickups, but uh, good week, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> but he's always assisting, though. That's he's, that's, he's always assisting. That's part so of that's part of his thing too. So I, I figured I figured there was an assistant there at the very no, middle. That was somewhere. that was uh, I learned from the best. So you know, <laughs> like the karma you put in is the karma you get back. Like hundred percent. We all know that that's a subscription. We're all like lifetime subscribers too, right? Yeah, it's a thing, man. It really is a thing. A hundred percent. Nice, good week, Mark. Juan, what about you? All right, Mark. I guess February 1, I'm going to probably go after that Montreal Bagel dunk now, since you've talked it up. Just like Trevor said, honestly, I, the pictures I saw, I it, I guess it's not doing it justice, based on your description. Because I was just like, nah, that's not it for me. You, you got to like get again, like a Canadian get pair. You got to get you a Canadian pair. Though. Yeah, February 1. I, thanks to people like you and JR. Because I almost bought something because of JR. So shout out JR, you know what it is he's just like yeah hey, he's talking to me and then i'm like yeah yeah i'm kind of like staying away from buying stuff in january so i think when february first hits i'm probably in the market to buy a few things thanks to mark jr you know but yeah i have not purchased anything close yes that that whole valentine <laughs> scratch thing i almost did it and i was i was done scratching i played the video and i was about to try i was like wait time out i'm not supposed to be buying anything so i stopped i, I went to hit submit i'm, I'm like wait what am I doing? And I was also at work at my headquarters. I was like, wait, I shouldn't be doing this. This is wrong. So I just stopped in the middle. I was like, no, I'm I'm, I'm going to just stand strong with Kev. <laughs> Let's do this. There's there's no solidarity if I, if I scratched <laughs> yeah. it and went through with it. I'm proud of you, Juan. Temptations are there, man. It's tough. Yeah. For where, Trev, good, good for me. I actually wore stuff because I had to go to work. I had to go to headquarters. So actually, I traveled. I did all that. A lot of, a lot of dunks. I got a lot of nice compliments from my coworkers I haven't seen in a while. So I wore some nice stuff. I wore the Ray Guns, a way pair. I wore the City Market Dunks. I wore the Community Garden Dunks. I wore a lot of Dunks, basically. Sea Crystals, I took those out because, you know, it's just it's a nice deal. And I won, I, I had to wear one Jordan 1, as always. I wore those Mystic Navy Jordan 1 lows. So that was my week of traveling and wearing sneakers. That's a good pair to just, like, beat up like that Mystic Navy, because it looks like the Royal, but it's not quite the Royal. But because you have the Royal, you can just kind of beat up that Mystic Navy pair and keep your Royal for... I, yeah, I don't want to ruin the Royal. Like, I'll wear it when I really want to, like, go out and wear it, because I just don't want it to get messed up too much. It's already messed up as it is, so I just put on the Mystic Navy pair instead. The blue yeah. is close enough, I think. Like, yeah, you yeah, squint really close. hard from yeah. afar, you know, like that... Yeah. Peter Parker, like glasses, <laughs> like glasses meme, yeah. like squint really hard. You know, it's like like a, a, an OG Royal low. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Like you would never, you really wouldn't be able to tell from far. And like if you got up, you might be able to be like that blue is a little bit off, but it's good enough that you can just beat it up, right? Because you were wearing that Royal pair that I, I think I got you that Royal low, right, Juan? Yes, for the low, yeah. low price of almost forty five American US dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, like you can't beat that. And I mean, then then at least I, I know you were wearing that royal pair a lot at one point. So you can kind of try and keep that a little bit nice still and just beat up the Mystic Navy pair. Nice. Good week. I guess I'll go last since Rich isn't here. Air Jordan 3, infrared 23 3s. As always, it's the winter beater. I busted out, I want to say undies, but they were already worn, so I can't say that. I broke out for the first time. My Air Max 97 Skeptas. Oh, yeah, I saw that pick in the grocery store. 
dope. Yes. Actually, that's what inspired my chopped and tuned pair because, you know, it's a similar colorway, right? With the yeah. celery kind of uh, whatever. But I saw that. I'm like, oh, yeah, those are so nice, man. Got to bring mine out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I don't have those ones, but similar colorway. That's kind of what inspired my wear. But I was like, when I saw your picture, I was like, yeah, I haven't been able to wear much. But when I do, I want to wear something that's a colorway like that. It just looks so clean. Yeah, it's it was really clear. It was, it was nice. I put them on them and I was like, yeah, I'm real happy with these. <laughs> So were those fighter jet foams on the weekend. I went out to a store quickly with work. So Air Max One, I have like a GR pair. It's got like gray and infrared. And it's got some like polka dots on it. I've posted mm-hmm. on my Instagram before for countdowns. So nothing too special there. And I wore, because Mark was going to be on the pod this week. I wore a Mark assisted pickup. I had the LeBron 8 Miami Night Lows. Oh, nice. Oh, let's go. Shout out to Capsule. Shout out to the cop father. Back, back in the good old days of, you know, the <laughs> actually best hitting raffles. raffles. Yeah, actually hitting <laughs> raffles. Uh, yes. Capsule. That's a, the funny thing is I used to hit on Capsule a lot too. So it was, it was funny you got the you we were taking getting... turns. Like, I think between you and me, like, we had a pretty good stream of, like, helping others, you know, get theirs too. Yeah, yeah, we did. So, yes, that's those are my wares. No pickups. I don't know. I don't. I really don't know what I want this year yet. So, I may end up doing no cop January as well. We'll see. Yeah, it's pretty much, see, it hasn't been hard this year just because I feel like there isn't anything on my list that I, that I really want. Yeah, well, you know I your mean, girl's but... going to want those Neapolitan shoes coming out. No, the she 11s? doesn't. I showed her and she didn't. Which one? The 11s? The 11s? Yeah. But she, they're still mock-ups, right? Or is that yeah, like just a the real deal now? Still a mock-up, I think, at this point. But she is liking those Air Jordan 1, the pink ones, I believe she was liking. She's also looking for oh. a pair of those pink dunks as well. Mm. So, okay. uh, so her also, cop list is long. <laughs> she has like three or yours. <laughs> she has like three or four things. The other, You know what the other one was she told me she wanted the uh, this week? Something else pink? Yes. It's a, it's a pair that I've talked about previously. Something pink. Something pink? Came out oh, about a those... year ago. Okay, never mind. The bubblegum ones? That's the one. Oh, okay. Okay. She's like, I really like these. I'm like, oh, yes, perfect. I really yeah. like those too. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know what? I find that when your significant other wants something, then it kind of helps scratch that itch sometimes because... Part of the fun of, of getting sneakers is that joy of unboxing and copying or whatever. And if you can be there for somebody that has that same enjoyment, then, that, you know, you kind of scratch a little bit of the itch too. So hopefully you're able to get those pairs uh, for your girl. Sounds like she's got a pretty decent list though. So, <laughs> I mean, the, the wallet still won't, won't be doing good, but at least, you know, you can you can bask in the enjoyment. I started watching some stuff on eBay. So there let's, you go. Let's, let's see what comes of that. <laughs> Dope. Well, not a whole lot in terms of wares and pickups for everyone. I guess maybe we're missing Rich right now, but we do have a special guest, someone who normally cops a lot. So it's surprising that he didn't have many cops for himself. But like we said, he's always assisting. We call him the cop father, better known as Mark. But welcome, Mark. Thank you for joining us, man. Thanks for having me, guys. It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time. Yeah, I feel like we talked about that. I talked about this with you like at least a year times. ago. Yeah, yeah, a few like times. Even even in the inception of the pod, I think in like two years ago, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, yo, we, you got to come on. But you uh, know what? What's funny is that when we have people we know like this, it's like, yeah, yeah, we definitely have to get you on. And then like I, we all forget about it. Like it's just, it's like, yeah, let's get Mark on. And then like we just start going with things, and it just 
you get to 100 episode 113 and you get mark on you get to episode 112 and you bring jb on like all that (laughs) kind of stuff right yeah man yeah the jb episode was hilarious like i the, the fact that they talked about him and rich being like related or something was it blew my mind i was like wait that's not true right like that can't be true I just found that out too that day. I thought they were actually related. <laughs> that was funny. Yeah. No, JV goes way back. But yeah, I mean, like Trev said, you know, it's been a long time coming. So thank you, Mark, for joining us. But let's start off like we always do. Let's find out where your sneaker journey began. So tell us about some of your favorite brands, models, and and colorways that got you into sneakers. So I was thinking about this, like the sneaker journey for me. I think back in university, I had started looking at sneakers a lot more like noticing them yeah because in the philippines where i grew up i had gone to private school from elementary all the way up to university and for elementary and high school we never had we had uniforms like so Mm. we couldn't really wear anything that's outside of that right yeah so i started noticing sneakers really a lot more during university because finally like we got rid of uniforms like the school that I went to come as you may right so it was it was at that time that I started noticing things on people's feet that clearly were all tied into like basket basketball for me mm-hmm. I grew up watching Jordan and Bulls sorry Trev not in the Wizards <laughs> pre-Wizards days yeah whoa, whoa, I, I remember I remember the, the, the three people yeah the two three-peats in the 90s that was very formative for me as as like a kid like and basketball being the sport that it is in the philippines it's Mm -hmm. those were our idols right so in terms of collecting i i think it all stemmed from when i was a kid i grew up collecting basketball cards and like i had rookie cards of kobe and and lebron and you know all these superstars that we like they're our age or a bit older now so Mm -hmm. Sneakers were always there, but it just never seemed attainable for me at the time because they were expensive back home. And, you know, my mom wouldn't or my parents wouldn't be spending any of that money for sneakers that I eventually outgrow. Right. 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 As kids, you're like, yeah, you get one pair. Hopefully it lasts you more than like a couple of years. So spending all that money for a pair of Jordans like was just not right. It wasn't in the priority right and back when you're growing up too like you had uniform too so it wasn't like yeah like there was like you'd wear it once or twice a week so Mm -hmm. there was really no point yeah right but when you were noticing sneakers like i mean on the basketball cards or when you're watching it like were you gravitating more to jordans or how about kobe's so many of my collection of basketball cards that are still in the philippines now they're mostly jordans yeah so i've collected cards since I think I was five years old. This was like way back in 95. And, you know, I had posters of Jordan Jordan up in my room and all I could see was like MJ and like the sneakers. Right. right. So yeah. Yeah. It, yeah. You almost follow like his career and like, you can't not notice the sneakers as the years go by. Yeah, of course. So, I mean, it was definitely a part of his whole personality, right? Like just mm-hmm. everything that made Jordan Jordan was his obviously his basketball skill, but then also the sneakers. You kind of just you kind of just like it. yeah, you can't miss it exactly. Miss like, it. It was something that just couldn't go unnoticed. There there was a Jordan moment and you remember the sneakers at that specific Jordan moment, right? Like so it was it was always tied in there. 
Yeah, and was there any particular like Jordan silhouette that you noticed first? Like when you started putting the posters up, were you like, "Ooh, what's this sneaker?" The, or... the ones for me. Was it the one? There, there was that iconic, I guess, ad. Like you know him in the park holding the oh with the shoes tied around his neck. Yeah, the shoes tied around his neck, the black toes. I was like, that is probably one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And he, again, like just growing up, it didn't feel like attainable for me or you know at the time. But it gave me something to aspire to have. Right, and growing up though, like you know, you mentioned you know just Jordans or whatever being around and not being attainable. But were there classmates that you had that had Jordans that you were to be able to see in person? Did they have like a lot of availability for sneakers uh, back in the Philippines? In university, for sure. Like I have one of my friends who actually works or used to work for NBA Philippines that was really big into sneakers. I even before me, and he'd always had you know these threes and fours and like mm-hmm. I was like how do you have those like right <laughs> never outgrow those things like that's pretty wild yeah but yeah like it's visually it's been there even the Kobe like stormtrooper Adidas from oh yeah yeah I yeah. saw ads of those like way back when I was younger the Grand Hill Filas from like way back when and those were like big visually for me from right. commercials that I remember Jordans were just closer to me because of like the fandom and the, the teams I followed. Right. So fast forward to now. And, you know, you mentioned like, you know, you haven't been collecting for that long, like just maybe starting after university or, you know, maybe even a little bit more recently, but you know, what's uh, talk about a bit about what's in your collection now. Like, so fast forward to now, do you have a big collection now? Like what, what does it look like? Bigger, like that. <laughs> <laughs> bigger than that. Yeah. Bigger than what, any normal person should really be having (laughs) i guess like because you know you start with one and it just becomes like this snowball effect of man like everything is just it's cool like it's and i I recall back to one of clark kent's interviews with i think it was complex i can't quite remember but you know when he like explained that sneakers for him are like art pieces that you wear on your feet that was my big light bulb moment where I'm like, yes, this is like a an expression, right? Like, and as a visual person in the creative field, like art pieces on your feet seem like it should be part of your day, right? Or it should yeah, be definitely. part of, you know, your day to day. So yeah, I, I started formally like collecting. I made up my mind that I was going to start collecting sneakers in 2019. Mm-hmm. I remember the very first pair like so this is the pair of Jordan ones that my very first pair of Jordan ones that got me into this journey I had to check the receipt on the box earlier <laughs> to see what date what's exact date that I picked it up yeah so it was June 29th of 2019 speaking of Dufferin Mall Trev I walked into the Dufferin Mall Foot Locker and I saw a small lineup outside and I was wondering why people were lined up and since I didn't really have anything to do that day. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to check it out, see what's in there or what people are lining up for. I got into the store and they're like, oh yeah, like we're selling Jordan 1s today. I'm like, what Jordan 1s? And then they showed me the Jim Red Air Jordan 1 highs. So obviously to me, I was like, oh wait, this kind of looks similar to the black toes in the poster from like my childhood. Not thinking that like it's a non-OG, but you know. Well, it, just it jogs a memory. Jordan yeah. 1 high. Yeah, it really just brought back all these, you know, memories of like, oh, man, like this looked like the stuff, like the shot of, you know, MJ in the park. 
Yeah. I didn't even know what the size my size was for like one highs either. So I'm like, yeah, let me. It, at that time, it was nice because you could try shoes on, <laughs> like before you walked away, walked out of the store with it. Yeah, so, you know, I I tried it on and like I didn't realize at the time that with ones you'd have to lace it up because right, they come unlaced. Being laced up for me, like yeah, you know, you bought Air Forces, they were laced up. So even that feeling of you take the shoe out of the box and you're like, oh. Like I'm supposed to lace these. It was like such a weird thing to look at. So yeah, I that was the very first time I ever had to lace up a pair of Jordan ones. Tried on a pair, and I was like, "This feels great." Like you know, you just get that feeling. Like you know, I'm like Mike. Like this yeah. is like Bow Wow in like that movie. <laughs> you know, yeah, I can, I can, I can do anything. So yeah, truly like an empowering feeling almost because it was fulfilling a childhood. Like aspiration of owning a pair of Jordan ones that right. I could never justify owning when I was younger, and it was close enough. But now that like I'm more into the 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 sneaker collecting thing, it's it's still not like you realize like yeah, it's like a few color block shades away from right. yeah, yeah. like the black tones. Right. So, yeah. No. But that. But that. But that's how it. That's what kicked it all off. Yeah. And... That that was the the first thing that like snowballed into. What now I could say is an sometimes unhealthy number of <laughs> <laughs> amount of what? sneakers that you know we all look at them like yo I gotta downsize yeah, like, yeah. or I gotta stop buying like this or that and then right. you know but yeah you kind of refine you kind of refine what you cop later but you know at the time like you said you were just sort of fulfilling your aspirations for owning that Jordan one even though it wasn't exactly the same you know, it brought back those memories, right? And you saw those, but now that you've had some time to collect sneakers over the last, you know, five years or so, what would you say are some of your favorite pairs in your collection now? Right now, because I only have nine, like nine of those sneaker container things where you can see the, the, oh, drop, the drop runs. Runs? Yeah. Yeah. So you and I like bought, I think the same, at the same time, Kev, when, yeah. when you bought from, I think it was Sneaker and Soul. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have nine pairs in there that to me were the pairs that I like see most joy out of mm-hmm. and like, you know, wearing and seeing and like photographing. So yeah, like to me, it was the union AG one highs. Oh yes. Okay. Those, those, sorry, Both of them. like, I, I know, I know there's a story that like has been repeated about this pair for you, but like the union one highs for me personally are in terms of Jordan one collaborations, they're like up there, like comparable to the fragment one highs. Yeah. I think. Probably in the top. And, three yeah. I would say and to yeah. me they're Juan more thinks the same so as well nice <laughs> opening cool. wounds for one but <laughs> yeah no that would union one for sure I I agree with you it's you know I, it's kind of hard to look at any other collaboration you know on any sneaker to be honest and not put that in the top three I would say for yeah. most people's list that is yeah and to me they're the pair that like if I had to liquidate everything and like I'd be left with two pairs it'd be those two pairs those two those are not going anywhere they know they'll never leave those boxes plus like the gym reds for like gym, sen- right. sentimental reasons of course yeah yeah it's what but I mean like wrong. you can argue that you know you only have the nine drop fronts and you know maybe a new one could become a new favorite and you could replace one out of that you're saying to me that those union ones will always be in those drop fronts they're never right. losing their spot no. Nope. They're like the culmination of the journey of like hunting the grail, right? Like, right. And yeah, in 2019, I, I'm pretty sure the union release was the year prior. So I wasn't even aware of the collaborations that existed 
for once then, right? So for me, when I was first collecting, I remember walking up to like the flight club in New York and I, I looked at the window and I'm like, what are those? Yeah, right. That looks so dope. And yeah, I just, from that point on, I set my mind to like, okay, like I'm going to figure out a way to like maneuver within the trade space. Um, sure, yeah. How like I could find a way to get those. Mm-hmm. But when you saw those, you knew that was it. That was like the that one. Was, they spoke to me, I think in a way that there was a story there and I was intrigued to find out what the story was. Yeah. And that's all it takes sometimes, you know, you see something and you know, it sparks that, you know, collecting bug. And like you said, you collected basketball cards when you were a kid. So, you know, you're not new to collecting. It's just a new hobby of collecting something different. And like I said, it's hard not to put those in people's top three list of sneakers, not even just collaboration, just like sneakers. So I'm glad to hear that, you know, those are part of your collection, but are there any pairs that you're still on the hunt for? Like, is there, I guess, quote unquote, a grail that you're still on the hunt for that hopefully you'll be able to attain? For the longest time, I wanted to get a pair of the 2015 Chicago's Mm, up until like the Lost and Founds came out. And I know like they're not the same. They're not, they're, it's a different era. It's a different, it's reimagined. They're like the story is different, all different. Mm. But we just like how much the prices for the 2015s have shot up. It's, you know, it's become like, I, I don't know yeah. if I want to move anything to like get that. Right. At this point. And, and you know what? And it's not even just the 2015, like it's, you know, 94s, 94s you're talking about, like, 2013. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, like anything that's Chicago right now is pretty high up there. So, but I mean, yes, I agree with you that a lot of people like that 2015 just because it's that clean look. It's not super aged either. So it's very wearable. But if not that pair, like, you know, now that you've got the lost and found, you know, has something else replaced that as your new grail then? Or will you still double back for that 2015? I think, I think the, the one pair that's been eluding me like over the past year, I guess, because of how challenging some of the releases are for this collaborator it really is like the travis fragment jordan one low and really like with most travis releases i find that this is just one of those pairs that you know unless you lived in the u.s or like had a functioning sneakers out (laughs) it didn't seem like something that you know we could really get here in canada but yeah i think the cop success rate was super low in Canada. Yeah. Like I didn't see many people on like Canadian sneaker Twitters or just like, you know, any of the groups were in or, or whatever with people copying unless it was resell. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, and it, at, with the resale prices of them, it's just, there's no way I'm putting down that money to get a single pair. You know, I, it's unjustifiable for me. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, those pairs are definitely, you know, considered grails and hopefully along the way. I mean, you're still new to collecting, so, you know, you still got a long ways to go and, you know, your steady copying pairs still too. So I wouldn't be surprised to see those in your collection in the next couple of years, to be honest, you know, with the way that your mind is always working in terms of how am I going to get this? You know, it's almost, I almost compare it to like what Rich, how Rich is, you know, he's got pairs in his collection and he kind of uses those to get the other pairs that he wants to so i kind of admire that about about you especially since you know you're new to collecting but not only that like what intrigues me about your collection too is that you've completed a lot of packs so 
And this stems a lot from, I see from your photography. So you talked about the union pack. So one of the things that I notice a lot is that when you take photos and I see those two unions together and how you, when you post those photos, it just blows me away because, you know, it just looks so much better when you have a pack in a photo. And, you know, I, I noticed that you have a lot of packs and, I don't know if it's something that you do just for photography, if it's something that, you know, you generally tend to gravitate towards that completist mentality, you know, is that something that's important for you? Like just to complete packs? I think it's subconsciously in there for me because especially with a lot of these collaborations, there is a story. And in my line of work in, you know, photography and as a visual artist, like I'm always drawn to stories and I feel like these stories are told in pieces. They're not, you know, you can't paint the picture of union ones without with just the one. It the one, right. doesn't feel like it's the complete or the the whole picture. Right. Right. So for me, the packs are in as much as I hate to admit it, like I am a complete completist mm -hmm. in that sense. But it's also because I'm new to like the whole space. Like to me, it makes sense to complete like the set. You know, it tells the story. It kind of closes the the end of the, the spectrum of you know what your collaborators and like the brand were trying to tell you behind the pairs so yeah like I think for me with photography and with like how I'm starting to like look at like my collection it's the packs fulfill the story like they're like missing pieces or like they're right. puzzle pieces that you have to put together to like mm -hmm. build the the narrative and then, you know, and that's all part of the, the collecting mindset too, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, just as collectors, we just tend to do that. Like we just, sub, like you said, subconsciously, we have to feel like we need the whole set. But for you, I think there's a bigger picture towards that too. It's not just collecting the set for the sake of collecting it, but also, you know, like you said, to tell the story through your photos as well. So I think, you know, that all also plays a big part in it. But, you know, aside from the union ones, you know, are there any packs that, you know, have been super satisfying to complete? Like, I know you're still working on the Travis packs. I mean, maybe the Travis ones, it might be a pack that you're you're looking to, to complete. But is there one that you've already completed that you're like, wow, I can't believe I, I, I was able to complete this. And it just makes my collection feel more fulfilled having that pack. I think from recent time, or like, I guess, from last year's releases, like completing the concepts Air, Air Max, Max 1, yes. Was a really fulfilling adventure to like pursue. Just because I think Concepts did such an incredible job of rolling out that story of, mm -hmm. you know, putting all those three together. And it's just like a beautifully told story of like the hippie era. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it was, yeah, completing that path was really phenomenal. Even the Union Dunks from last year were also like a good nod to dunks that Chris Union and them were traveling like to different countries to pick up. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it just gives you like this story of like, as a collector, you're, you're not limited to where you're at. Like there's other places that you could venture out to, to find gems. Right. Yeah. And I think shout to NetMag. Like I remember following his story from, I think he was in Japan like a few weeks ago or last week, mm -hmm. like just showing all these like classic pairs of Jordan ones and dunks on Instagram. I was like, holy crap. Like that's, you know, I, I think I need to go to Japan just to like, <laughs> you know, experience that for myself. Yeah, definitely. Like they definitely have some gems there. 
something that I feel like every sneaker collector, sneaker enthusiast needs to put on their bucket list is go to Japan just to check out some of those either collectors or shops that have those rare gems. But no, I think you definitely hit it out of the park in terms of that Air Max one. Maybe I'm a little bit biased because I that might be one of the only packs that I've completed in recent years. But I mean, like you said, it was almost like a must-have in terms of the storytelling and how well those three sneakers look together and each had their own story to tell. But yes, is there still a pack? You know, talking about other pairs that are still elusive to you, is there a pack that maybe you're looking to collect? Would it be the Travis ones? Like, are you trying to finish that pack? Just considering like how much all the other ones are for that Travis collection, it's starting to feel less and less... Uh, <laughs> less and less attainable. <laughs> attainable and just about. But I mean, like at the same time, like that's what makes a grail a grail, right? Like, yeah. like it's the hunt. It's the journey that maybe right now it doesn't feel like it's within reach right but the fact that it's subconsciously in the back of your head and you're thinking about like this is one thing that i would like to add eventually so i think i'm i'm going to put the travis jordans for like on the shelf for the time being and it's not really on top of the priority of you know what pack to complete you'd be surprised here this guy but i think the next piece that i want to like Add would be the great cause force because last okay. year I ended up trading for the black pair and man like the the quality of that black pair and even seeing your gray pair at your place like mm-hmm. completely blew my mind and you know what I'm not surprised actually because I forgot about that pair that you got because you got such a you made such a crazy trade for that and I was all for it because you know obviously with me copying the gray one when you had a chance to get the black one I'm like you have to do this trade like you have to make this work for the condition it was on it, it was really hard to like pass especially on the market at the time like it was it was a lot more it was going for way more the than- black one you mean yeah, well, yeah. yours too, like the great. Oh, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I mean, they, they, the prices yeah. haven't gone down. They've actually just kind of gone up, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, I mean, no, that'd be a great one. I for, actually forgot that you had that black one. So yeah, I think that one would be, I think, a little bit more attainable than getting all the Travis ones, whether it's high or it's low. like the <laughs> Infinity Gauntlet that like, I don't know how Thanos like slept <laughs> having to put all that shit together, man. Yeah. Like, but uh, no, I hope I hope you get that pack because uh, I'm all I was all for you getting that black one. And I mean, again, I may be biased, but that gray one is just I mean, I, I consider it real. But yeah, it's one of those things you, you can't settle when it comes to grails too, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we've had this discussion before is that like when you have your eyes set on something, you know, you want to go all out, right? You want to make sure that you get that pair whether it's to complete a set but you know it's just something that whether it's a grail then you know you just try yeah you you know at least it's like it's here yeah it's it's there there. that's right exactly it's in the back of your mind always but you're new to the community you're new to copying you would have fooled me though because you know your collection again we talked about your collection but you know just how you present yourself and how you interact with everyone in the community How have you noticed how the game, the sneaker game has been evolving? Because when you started, like you said, you were able to line up, right? And from then until now, we had things like COVID. We have, you know, the introduction of, you know, raffles, like raffle. Everything is a raffle now, right? Like if you want to get something for raffle, if you want to get something online, you have to wake up and, and, you know, we've gotten the sneakers app since then, or not the app, but we've got sneakers website in Canada. So how has copying for you changed and you know like how have you noticed that it's changed 
So in 2019, it felt like more things were readily available on the shelves than, like I said, like when I picked up the Jim Reds, I managed to try on like two sizes just to get it right. Right. Whereas like I think towards the latter part of that year, I've realized like the more hype there is on a pair, the less accessible logically it becomes to the public. So you either have to line up overnight or, you know, a few days before for other people Mm -hmm. to get a wristband for a purchasing opportunity, like at the Jordan store at Young and Dundas back then, or, you know, you'd have to sign up and do the circuit. Like you and I talk about this, like it's a circuit of the Eaton Center champs and footlockers. Right. Yeah. You wanted like a GR that they had, you'd have to put your name down you know, and then move on to the next four stores just to get the chance to buy something. Right. And then COVID happened. So not long after you started yeah, collecting, like, right? So like maybe maybe seven months into the journey, you transform this whole, oh, like the excitement of you, adrenaline rush of, you know, lining up and meeting people in line and striking conversation, signing up for these raffles, like COVID shut it down. So everything has to be online. And that's where it became a lot trickier to get access to anything because stores also got smarter and instead of releasing everything online all at once they started doing online raffles or right. social raffles mm-hmm. where us guys like we all end up tagging each other in all these instagram <laughs> and twitter contests yeah you know for like a one in four thousand entry chance of buying a pair right so right. a lot of it really involves like luck Prior to that, it involved just a lot of legwork, right? Really putting in the the time to sign up. You know, and that's what it was. It was it was about mainly was, you know, I think you know we joke around. We call you cop father, and you know you, you're always hitting on pairs either for us or for yourself or whatever the case is. But you know, I think behind the scenes, a lot of people don't understand that there is a lot of legwork that goes into it. Like, I think. You know, pre-COVID days, these guys would joke around with me all the time saying like, oh, Kev, I need you to enter this raffle for me because you're going to win it. So you should enter for my size because you'll get it. And there wasn't really much to it except, like you said, just doing the circuit. Like you would go to Eaton Center, you put in at two foot lockers there, you go outside to the House of Hoops, you go to the Champs outside, you go to Champs inside, you go to Livestock, right? Like to Livestock. Right, and exactly. Then- or, and then, or you go to uh, Capsule, right? And then you pretty much hit majority whereas everyone else they either don't live downtown or it's a little bit more difficult but like you said it's just a lot of legwork right you're just putting in your entries wherever you can and making sure that you covered all your bases right i don't think a lot of people see that but how have you been able to adapt to all that during covid because you know you take all that away and now we're kind of all on level ground now right everyone Mm -hmm. now does online so yes how are you able to adapt to that so a lot of the changes that, you know, forced us to all like try to get pairs online, I think a lot of the opportunities that like the odds of being able to get pairs were through the community we both met on have at Soul Savvy because mm-hmm. it was monitors that helped us find the restocks and like the pairs that we wanted to get without so much having to crawl through like the web pages of the places that that were releasing them right it wasn't always a guaranteed thing that you would you know with these monitors and these tools like that you would get you know what you wanted because a lot of it still is like a race to like 
Yeah, of course. Yeah, the demand like, is still the demand is still yeah. super high. So a lot of I think what helped me was really like muscle memory and like just staying focused when releases happen because a lot of this still involves a lot of us thinking and and manually typing our information and right you know, yeah yeah going through like a captcha right so as captchas evolve we've also like gotten better and better at you know solving these questions like <laughs> that union and amamanier all you know putting up on their like bot protected releases so right and it's funny because i think sometimes i'm not going for the pairs for myself i'm trying to help you guys or like the homies mm-hmm. but i i want to do it because it's repetition it's practice. like practice it's, yeah it's yeah. muscle memory it's it's trying to build your confidence in the process so when it's time for you to like you know step up to the plate and it's up for a pair that you want you've done it numerous times right so, almost kind of just like staying in the loop with the evolution too right yeah, because yeah it's keeping track of like the things that can surprise you like for you know future drops right mm-hmm. so like the website pivot method that we've witnessed over the past year or two that never existed in 2019 2020 like we were these bot protection measures are evolving as i'd say even the bots are evolving fast right uh, just as fast yeah like drop by drop it's almost changing yeah, right it's like so... a cat and mouse game where shopify does this one thing well bot users like do this other yeah. thing well so it's but that's know, a good point bad. though i'm i mean you bring up a good point it's like again it all boils down to just like legwork too right like you're putting in the time and the effort to learn about these new procedures or drop methods and things like that you know just to stay up to date because yeah like you said the time comes and you want a sneaker then at least you know you're in the know right like you you have an idea as to what to expect you have things set up on your computer maybe bookmarks or whatever the case is right just just so you have just that extra bit of an advantage over somebody who's new who may not be as aware but sometimes that's how it goes now right like just copying sneakers especially in this landscape right or everything sells out in a minute but i i really believe that like most of the stuff that like most of the learning comes from the l's that you take right because it's in your control like how you draw a box on a cat or on a plane is like completely like on you right like yeah you can get the the question right on a captcha but if you can't fit the box in the damn cat like you know that's on us right yeah yeah a lot a lot of that i think you know it's like the ten thousand hours thing in this case it's like ten thousand box draws right like (laughs) so like get it right (laughs) yeah i think i think we joked around a lot about you know these boxes too because i'm like man i i can't draw this stupid box around a freaking plane like what am i doing wrong here you know but i mean that's part of the game now too i mean as much as we complain about taking the l's you know you i think you you nailed it in saying that you learn from those L's too. So you can't always view it as a bad thing, right? Like, yeah, you learn, you almost learn more because you realize what you did wrong, then you save it for the next drop and then you just try to improve. So now that we're going back to the in-store raffles and maybe even like lineups and things like that, uh, I feel like the chances may get a little bit better uh, just because we'll be able to... It feels more fair that way. Yes. I think, I understand like boutiques have to drive foot traffic it has to be part of the customer experience. Like we can't just do everything online, you know, like I think yeah. redistributing like how products are released to consumers has to be like, they can't put all their eggs in one basket either. Right. right? 
So yep. it's nice again, and I, I circle back to the, the whole restoring the feeling for all these newer drops now where it seems more well-rounded, like where you have an opportunity online, you have an opportunity to raffle online, you have an opportunity to pick up a raffle card at Livestock and or Capsule and like put your name in the ballot outside of the, the online release, right? So yeah. there's multiple yeah. chances of getting something. You just got to put the time in. Put the time, exactly. So... But I mean, let's let's go back to a little bit. I mean, I sort of alluded to um, your photography, and that's kind of what draws me a lot to your collection. And you know, I sometimes see a lot of your collection through your photos. But tell us about your love for photography and your career in photography. So, I mean, your daytime job, you know, you're a photographer, right? So, how does that translate to your artistic expression with your sneakers? So, you obviously don't do sneaker photos for your nine to five, right? So, tell us a bit about your photography career. So I started photography as a hobby, like much like sneakers as a hobby. So I, it was a hobby for me in 2009, I would say. Mm-hmm. This was still when I was in university. And I had always been the kid in class that like at the time I had like a camera phone. I would like take photos with my camera phone, but mm-hmm. it felt limiting, you know, like it just nowadays it feels like those were the potato pictures that we see on the internet now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i'm so like pissed I, the kids can take videos with their phones now and i yeah. had a friggin so, mini dv cassette camera <laughs> yeah so the the back in the day like in 2009 like i was you know potato camera photographing my way through university trying to find or discover my my passion and uh, in 2019, I convinced my dad to get me a DSLR at the time because I was going on a study abroad program for five months in Australia. And I told him, like, this is the perfect time to, like, explore this because you're traveling and, like, having to document your travels, not on a potato phone, made the most sense, right? So while I was there, I took my camera out every day. Like, I kept taking photos, kept looking at the things that resonated with me stylistically, what made sense, even without the formal education for it, it was just play. Like it was getting used to, you know, framing and 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 understanding light. So almost like self-taught even. Yeah, yeah. But I, I think even back then in 2009, I bought like a few books just to like get me grounded on the fundamentals of mm-hmm. photography. But I never went to like any classes, even in Australia, in, in university there right? to study it. It was just one of those things that like after school, like this was something that I practiced and played with in my free time. So yeah, that's how it all started. Like I finished university and I have a degree in marketing, but photography has always been part of my self-expression. It's remained a hobby up until it got to a point where I was ready to further what I could do with photography. So Mm -hmm. I enrolled myself in a few online courses. I went through a few workshops. This was back in 2011, 2012. And along that journey, I just kept shooting. I kept shooting every weekend. Every time I had an opportunity to like take photos of something interesting, like I, you know, would shoot concerts for like when I lived in Saskatoon, I would shoot like runway shows. I would shoot portraits for friends. Like Mm -hmm. it, it was just so I could get my brain and get like the repetition with the camera, with what I liked and what discovering my voice and the, the style that I wanted to do. Right. 
And when did and, when did those two hobbies collide, basically? Because, you know, photography was a hobby and then sneakers was a hobby. So when did you start photographing your sneakers? And you're like, oh, wait, this is a, a new medium, like a new, uh, some new content that I can yeah. photograph. And I love sneakers, too. Like, when did that translate to sneakers? So that pretty much happened instantaneously. Like, when I picked up or started collecting sneakers, I was already a full-time photographer here for a studio. So this is like fast forwarding to like, you know, life in Toronto from 2017 mm-hmm. onwards. Yeah, I just felt like there there, there was a way to like not shoot people like photography wise because that was what my full-time like 40-hour work week was like. I needed an alternate avenue to like create something that's not... Like it's more abstract instead of people, like instead like a social, of like social or, setting, yeah, yeah. So and it, I had more control, like so doing photos of sneakers in my own time, like felt more like the expectation is all on me. Like mm-hmm. I have no client end goal to meet. Like it was just you know something that I enjoyed doing, and I wanted it to be visually intriguing, and I wanted to find my own voice in what I could do with sneakers and photography. So. Yeah, they were the perfect match from right, right. the moment I picked up sneakers as another hobby with like a former hob- hobby turned into a profession in, in photography. Yeah. So as you started photographing sneakers, you know, were there other people that you were looking at for inspiration? You know, any other specific photographers or, you know, that sort of thing? Like, do you have any favorites uh, out there that you follow on Instagram or, or whatever the case is? Yeah, I think when in 2019, when I first started looking at sneaker photos and even sneaker blogs, the homie Sean was definitely one of the first people that... Like, Sean I, Go? Yeah, Sean, Sean Goat. Go. Yeah, Sean Goat. Sean Goat, <laughs> yeah. He was the first person. And it helped that he was local too, right? Like, so it was, right. it was nice to see like someone, you know, in the space creating something different and something that merged two of my passions mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. it was you know following his youtube channel his instagram and then through him finding other creators one of which is arab lincoln from oh yeah he's the yeah. photographer for kith for ronnie and them so i think tyler his real name his work i think to me has like there's expression in the laces the way that he laces shoes i think there's a language to the laces that right. I think he intricately understands that even a simple Air Force One, like a white on white Air Force One, that if he laced it up a certain way, you know it would be his photo. Right. You know? and, and as you progress like 2020, 2021, all the way till now, you see a lot more of these boutiques try to emulate the language of like how he styled his laces and like how he did like his lay flats. So yeah, he he was hundred percent. I think personally, he's one of the biggest sources of inspiration for a lot of sneaker photographers now in terms of still life photos of sneakers. And then the other person that I look up to, I don't know if like you guys are familiar with Bruce Ha. I think I've he's never from LA. His Instagram handle is Bruce Ha too. Bruce Ha and then T-O-O. Okay. He's another guy that like, I think doesn't get as much of the shine as all the other more popular Instagram photographers that we see but I think he's able to communicate abstract art with his sneakers just as well as Tyler in his Mm -hmm. own way so yeah those two plus the goat 
Sean. Sean, of course. Those are like the three people that like I started picking the stylistic brains of and kind of making that my own. Right. So, I mean, you know, after just with the inspiration of these guys and then you taking your own sneaker photos, like aside from the actual sneakers themselves, do you have something that you put a stamp on with your photos? Like you were saying that Tyler does the thing with the laces. Like, do you have like a, a signature, I don't know, like a shot or something like that? Like, what have you done in your sneakers that has, has evolved to put a stamp on, you know, your style, let's say, for example? I think for me, it's it's still a work in progress. I, I don't necessarily know that the way that I capture sneakers, because I haven't really been active, like shooting recently. Mm-hmm. So it, I, my, my whole process is still kind of a work in progress in that sense. Right. But I think for me, lighting always comes first. When I think of the photos that I have to take, I think the light that implement in the photos that you create tell you a lot more about the story that you're trying to convey than just the styling, right? Yeah. So yeah, like for me, photography always starts with light. If mm-hmm. if I can craft the light that gives this sneaker more of its shine, like the way that it should, then I start there. Then the styling comes second, which, you know, still, because I'm not like a product stylist whatsoever. I have right. seen a product stylist when I was helping a friend shoot something for Foot Locker. And the things that these people can do with how to make sneakers and laces and, and even, you know, hang tags fly like in like the set with all these strings, it's unbelievable. Fish wire. Yeah, all the fish wire that you don't see in photos, but when you see it on set, you're like, holy crap, that's how that thing floats, right? So right. seeing that and witnessing, even as I was just assisting my friend, like that showed me that there was a lot more to like learn and there's a lot more components to crafting sneaker photos that were different, mm-hmm. you know, without so much depending on like just Photoshop, right? Because yeah. I think at the end of the day, I'm still like very much a purist in like how I approach photography where I don't try to depend on editing to make it, you know, convey the message. I feel right. like I still, even if I took it with my phone and I didn't like potato phone, like it's still <laughs> Yeah. communicate the same story and i noticed that with a lot of your art and your shots too is that like you spend a lot of time on things like just creative sets and backgrounds for example or creative ways to take a shot i think one of the most creative things that i saw you do was when you had the pair of phone runners and you oh, took yeah. a photo of the phone runner through the other Foam runner, like one of the holes of the foam runner, sort of create that sort of fisheye view of foam runner in the distance. And I thought, whoa, that's like, I never would have been able to think of that, right? And it's, I think that's something that you're talking about how, you know, your brain is always just kind of evolving or it's still a work in progress because you're thinking of new ways to highlight the sneaker, but, you know, do something different that's never been done before, but also not using the fish wire and all that stuff, kind of using what you have to create that whole story. Right. And I also think, because we already get all the Nike and Adidas and New Balance like product images, right? So mm-hmm, for right. me, there's no reason to recreate them because they're they already exist. Yes. So yeah. for me, it's not so much trying to like redo that because they the assets already exist. It's really putting your own spin on how you interpret the story of the sneaker that you're photographing. And for the most part, like there's so many details on every pair that you know, maybe to the first glance, when you see these product photos, you won't see until like you have a macro visual of what's in there. 
Mm -hmm. And it all goes back to what you were saying earlier, like with Clark Kent is that, you know, shoes are literally like a piece of art, right? So you're Mm -hmm. almost highlighting each piece of what you believe is like a detail of art, right? So whether it's, you know, the wings on a four or like the heel tab on a three or, you know, maybe a, a little uh, aglet or something like everything like has heel its... tabs of like the threes for Amun Manier, right? Like the, exactly. the, there the, you the go. message that's behind the back tab, like mm-hmm. until you really like get the sneaker in hand and like inspect all these elements that tie the stuff together, you know, like I kind of take it upon myself to see how a fellow creative sees because obviously there's people behind the project that have put the time and years into like crafting that story for that specific sneaker. Mm-hmm. So as a photographer, I try to see it from their eyes and like communicate and like put all those years of work into better light more than just like a, a standard product shot. Product, yeah. Right. But I mean, it's just been amazing to see your progress, especially someone that's, new to collecting, relatively new to collecting, and, you know, somewhat new to photography, whatever, in the last 12, 13 years or whatever the case is. But, you know, do you have any advice for those that are maybe even just starting collecting now, maybe wanting to start photography or maybe doing sneaker photography? Well, I think in terms of advice, the most important thing I've realized over the years is just to exercise patience for both aspects, whether it's sneaker collecting or photography, like, We all have to start somewhere and exercising that patience really goes a long way. The patience will teach you the fundamentals, the fundamentals that you need to build the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. So I think everything just compounds. You just have to do the work, do the repetition, do your 10,000 hours. Obviously surrounding yourself with people that like give you free game, like your OGs are just as important to your collecting journey as anything else because I I don't think I would have built this collection or have learned about sneakers as much as I have without you guys like without the OGs right like that plays a huge part in your appreciation for like various models now like because I appreciated started appreciating Air Max Kev because of how you put me on them right so I the appreciation for like different silhouettes like you will meet a sneaker head that's into a different silhouette than you that you will learn from Right. So the same yeah. goes for photography. Like you will learn from photographers that specialize in a different aspect than what you're normally shooting. Right. So I almost treat both hobbies as again like a work in progress. Like be a sponge as mm-hmm. as um yeah. keeps yeah keeps pushing on on, right. on his website. Like there's so much to learn and there's enough game for everyone to learn from. Yeah. Or, or gain, right? Like it's just surrounding yourself with the right OGs and, and aligning your values with them. Yeah. But I mean, again, like it, it all boils down to patience, like you said, and, and that's a great piece of advice because a lot of people, I mean, I know, you know, I talk or we talk about, you know, the good old days of being able to just line up or, you know, walk into a store and, you know, those days are long gone. We can't go back to those days and I don't think we ever will, but, you know, just be patient with, what you're copying like you you didn't become the cop father overnight you know it took time it took practice it took patience it took l's L's, lots of l's so you know like it's it's always a learning experience so um, i'm i'm happy that you mentioned that because you're not just learning from just your own experiences but you're learning from other people too and i think it's always important to keep 
those lines of communication open, especially if you're new to anything. Like, doesn't have to be sneakers, doesn't have to be photography. It could be anything really. So, um, you'll always find group or you know somebody with similar passion, yes. like-mindedness. And, uh, you know, be a sponge, like you said. Yeah, learn from them, take their advice, but also at the same time, learn from your experiences too. So, yeah, no, definitely. I love to see just how you've evolved uh, in all aspects of just your collection. I'm always excited to see what you cop next. Like, hey man, Marcus, like a one year ago, I never owned New Balances. Like, more there you go. That's a good, yeah, that's a good ago, example. I'm like, what is a New Balance? So, like, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. and then, yeah. you know, put your foot in and it's like, holy crap, like, these are just as comfortable as the Ultra Boost that I run in. Like, right. There you go. And, and, you know, you're learning about new colorways, designers, you know, models that you, that you enjoy that you may not have previously looked at, you know, until you've learned or, you know, seen other people rocking them, for example. Right. But no, I just love to see that evolution, especially from somebody that's new to the game. Although you could have fooled me because, you know, I I swear your collection (laughs) has that of an OG feel to it. Right. But uh, yeah, no, it's been amazing just to to see all that progression through your work and through, you know, your cop father duties. The marathon continues, as they yeah. say, as Nipsey <laughs> says. Well, and I think there's so much we can learn from everyone. I've talked about this before, right? There's so much we can learn. I think Mark, like, is someone who's who kind of got into sneakers relatively recently, like within the last five, six years sort of thing, right? You're a great case of, you know, like, be a sponge. Like, just learn as much as you can from everyone, right? Because everyone's got different stories and everyone's got advice that you can, you know, like, look, within five years, you're helping guys who have been into sneakers for 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, right? Cop shoes, right? So it's great proof and yeah i think the, the one other thing i wanted to mention was you know we're starting to get back to lines which was great and you're talking about kind of the whole idea of you know like you have to do your rounds like you know like i think the chicago ones was a pretty obtainable pair the lost and founds oh, so, mm-hmm. yes yeah, sorry the, yeah the but yeah, yeah chicago ones yeah 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 the most recent iteration yes. of them. Yeah. <laughs> i felt like they were a pretty easily obtainable pair like i felt like it was a 50 50 shot so if you put in entries you probably got a pair and if you mm-hmm put the effort in like so for me that would have been Foot Locker Champs Nike Store Square One that would have been Sherway I probably could have done Bramalee there's some other spots in Brampton I could have done like that would have been my round sort of mm-hmm. thing right where it's like okay if I really wanted this I'm doing all the raffles and I love that we're getting back to a point where we're we can start to do that again like yeah no but you're right if, if you really want it then you put in that work right mm-hmm. so and I think you know Mark is a testament to that because you know I kind of met Mark through these raffles, the lineups and things like that. Like I, I saw him at the Travis Scott lineup and the the Travis, sorry, the Travis, Travis six at 306. That was the first time I met Sean Go in person too. I'm like, yo, you the YouTuber? Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) and you're like right behind us, and I was like, oh my god, like these are guys from the same circle. I'm like, oh, sick. Yeah, I, I could learn from these guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, and, and that, that was the thing. Like, if you really wanted a sneaker, you would just go out and do those rounds or, or make that effort, right? Because if that's something that you're passionate about, you know, you'll make that effort, right? You can't just sort of sit back and expect to go on sneakers at six o'clock in the morning and expect to get every drop because we all know that's not happening, right? Oh, man. Like, I grew up just life, like, motto is just nothing worth having comes easy. And like, I mentally, it's here. Like, mm-hmm. I know that if I wanted something, it needs work. Like it needs, you know, it needs the effort. Yeah. Um, and and so. even if you don't get it, right? Like, yeah, you, were, like you weren't and, around. And you there's weren't always around. like that silver lining, right? I'm more conscious now of checking where my ent- entitlement is because 
you're going to take more L's than the W's that you're going to get in the game. For and, sure. Um, there's always going to be more demand than there are pairs available. Right. So you just have to come honest with like the the game and like you know your your karma will do you what you need to get. Right. Yeah. And and yeah, and we we preach that all the time. Like I think you know the the amount of times that you've assisted people not even just in this chat alone but just of all the people that we know across sneakers like your resume is so long i can't even list it but the next time you're looking for a sneaker you know somebody else may be looking out for you that they don't want that sneaker right they Ollie's you know they're for me a few times exactly man. there you go like Ollie. the adidas cop father right there <laughs> the adidas cop father right the confirmed father right there the, confer- yeah, the confirmed god the yeah, confirmed until they god destroyed the app there's nothing good coming out anymore like, i don't know what they're doing like there's oh man but yeah i mean that's exactly so you know it all comes around right the sneaker mm-hmm. karma is a thing you put the vibes out there you put you know your good karma out there and you know if there's something that you want i know the gods are always watching they're always listening so that's also something else that i i know marcus always excelled at is just being part of the community being somebody that would always be open to assist and his sneaker collection kind of shows for that too right so one day he'll We're be able to get the future generation too man like, right that's how it started right like it was helping king get his pairs and you're like oh you're like the he started becoming like the the godfather of like king's sneaker collection like <laughs> and then you reworded it or something like oh like you're the cop father yeah like, oh, like that makes sense yeah and it's exactly and, and king's collection marks out a hand in, in a lot of those pairs so appreciate him for helping the next generation you gotta but, make uh, sure that the future gen- generation's drip is better than ours man. yeah they stay laced right <laughs> they but, uh, forward. yeah but no it's it's been amazing just to see you know everything that you've done for the community because it's everything that we preach to but yeah no it's been amazing just to chat with you you know mark and it's been a long time coming like we said so yeah, I'm glad this we finally made it happen. 2023. Yeah. Jordan year. Jordan right? year, baby. Jordan there year. you go. We made it. <laughs> yeah, we appreciate you jumping on, Mark. This this was a lot of fun. Well, thanks, guys. Shout outs for everyone. Uh, yeah, you know what? I got a shout out. Speaking of evolution and progression and someone that we haven't shouted out in a long time, we normally shout out Mark like pretty much like every episode or every other episode. <laughs> but Kanatsky is one of those guys that he's always just been steady, working hard, man. Like speaking of the Philippines, man, the Philippine Connect. But yeah, shout out to Kanatsky because I'm always just peeping his stuff and the thing that really blew my mind recently was that Yeezy 2 yeah, that he, uh, the, resto the, the, that he did. That he taped the back or like stitched oh, the back. The spine re- oh, restoration yeah. that he did. Man, like my mind was... And not, I mean, that's, that's just one name. of... Yeah, that's just one of many that he's done in recent months. But no, I just wanted to shout him out because uh, I'm always watching you, you know, the homie Jen. Like he's slowly perfecting his craft and, you know, he's been telling us that he's been practicing with the sewing machine he hasn't quite gotten to where he's want to be at yet with it but i know that day's coming when he's going to be like basically like doing sushir su shoe surgeon shit too i i i can see it man shout to queer jan that easy spine yeah oh, man. crazy like, like that's not easy shit to do man yeah when i saw that i was like wow like that's because he, he, I, I would argue he's almost at the point where he can basically deconstruct a Yeezy at this oh, point. Oh, yeah, and, exa- and that's what I mean. Put like, it back together. Exactly. That's exactly what I mean. Like, he's getting to the point where he can be shoe surgeon level. I mean, sorry, I, I, I don't want to, 
I don't want to toot his horn for him, and I know he's going to be humble and no, shy toot about him. it. No, toot it for him. <laughs> I know he's going to be shy and humble about it, like, oh, Kev, come on, like, you can't compare me to that guy. But, I mean, he's he will be there. He will be there. Mark my words. My thing with the Yeezys has always been they're going to disintegrate on me if I buy a pair for that much money. But then, <laughs> yeah. you know, Jan's there, so... Jan, you're really making me think hard here about this. Yeah. Or what was the other one that he did recently with the infrared sixes, the OG pair? Mm -hmm. Was it the white infrared sixes? Those are the ones that had the the soles like fully crumbled. Yeah, fully crumbled. um, You know, reattach the bottoms. Yeah, but they were like an OG pair. So Mm -hmm. he was saying that, I guess, the tooling is a little bit different for how the retros are. Like you can't just slap on a a regular, uh, sorry, retro midsole like... You know, I'm sure there was a lot that went behind that whole thing, just the thought process and like Trev said, almost deconstructing the shoe and then putting it back together. Like you have to be able to learn and understand not just about the newer retros, but you know, everything dating back to the old stuff because you know, you never know what's gonna be put in front of you. And and he's one of those guys that even though he says, If I can't do it, I'm not gonna do it, he is always willing to try, or at least he's, he's, he's yeah, he's thinking about it. You know, he's thinking about it hard before he says no you know he's doing a lot of stuff with like back tabs and you know just man this this kid's crazy man i, I just know he's going to be at next level we're going foams i've seen a couple yeezy midsole replacements here like oh man yeah like he's i don't want to say he's flying under the radar but we haven't mentioned him in a while let's just put it that way like we haven't shouted him out in a while but he's working man he's always working restitches now too which i think he might have been doing before yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and then, then also he did. Uh, sorry, I'm just going through his feed now. The Me too. Um, he did a D, <laughs> he did a Dior wallet like retouch. Like so, it's not even just sneakers now too. He's he did like a, a Dior cause card holder, or like a restoration. So, man, he's like he's doing it all now, man. Good for him. Yes, big shout out to Knowski, man. He's he's doing big things. I don't know that I have a shout out this week. No, I think I'm good. Collie, Juan, Mark. I mean, I'll just do shout out City of Death, Emil. He might be helping me with some schoolwork coming up, or I don't know, all the Hamilton boys, but we have to get him on the pod sometime, you know, before episode 200. Oh, look Definitely. who it is, too, right here. <laughs> just in time, Rich. He came in on time for the uh, shout out. Yeah, motherfuckers. <laughs> Mark. Mark was good. He's What's late because he was shoveling energy. snow and not, you know, probably in Bro, Crocs. I've been shoveling you shovel snow in your Crocs? Nah, 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 nah. Crocs was doing the job today. <laughs> No, 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 no. Future boots, right? Future boots. Oh, yeah. See the work they've been putting in today. Look at that. They're all fucking wet, bro. Wet. They're all wet. Look at that. Been putting work in these bad boys. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Rich has got that corner lot, so that sidewalk that goes all the way I, around. Yeah, literally. I'm sure you've been it. just you've been shoveling that all day, man. Yo, but Kev, he also has I an shovel, army of kids, shoveled, so... Oh no, they don't. They don't do none of that. They don't do none of that. I said to my son, "I'm like, you got to come outside and shovel." He's like, "Oh, well, that's what, that's what you could do. You're here for that." <laughs> <laughs> Motherfuckers are living good, man. Yeah, I fucking shoveled three times today. Yeah, like three times. Fucking I believe brutal. it. I, I believe it. That's a lot of shoveling. Did you come in to shout out Mark? Because it's the end of the thing. It's the literally. Shout- man, I had a long fucking day. <laughs> All right, shout outs. Who's going first? So who went? Well, most We're of us have already gone. Kev did. Polly did. I oh, didn't fuck. have any. I'm really, I'm really that late, huh? You're, you're like, I was you're... gonna take your place to shout out Mark, but you could do it since you're on here. You know that. Yeah, the you shout out the guest. Well, Rich is here. Let's do Rich's wears and pickups. I, yeah, we're at shadows, but fuck it. I'll do my, 
I'll do my words and pickups. I can't even go to IG no more because I don't even post like that. <laughs> go fucking figure. What was that the kids these days would say if it wasn't on Instagram, it didn't happen? Oh, it didn't happen? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I believe that shit. I wore uh, Bugs Bunny 8s, 03. Mm. Brought those out. Um, I used to be very leery about wearing white sneakers in winter, but honestly, I really don't give a fuck anymore. Like, doesn't matter. As long as there's no snow on the ground, if it's white, it's coming out. You're I wore those. Wore the Reebok questions that uh, brown toe. Or whatever the fuck they call it. I call it Bronto. Of course, Panda Dunks. We know how that goes. Um, and Lost and Found Ones, man. Lost and Found Ones been getting tons of burn. I wear them like three, four times a week. Like, it's Question beautiful. for you. Like, because I've heard yes. this for other people. Like, does the red paint on your pair, like, start to bleed? Like, because I've seen pairs where, like, the red paint, like, bleeds around when Where's you the... wipe it. Oh, really? Yeah, like I, I don't know, like if it's like a, like a, a one of, but I've seen like a few on the internet where they said, "Be careful, like how you wipe your red pandas." Red pandas. You you gotta be careful with the red paint. Honestly, I don't clean my sneakers anymore. I'm beyond that. <laughs> like I don't, so I would know. I mean, I could see it, but I haven't wiped them or anything, so I don't even know. But that's interesting. It, it, it might interesting be like one of those like quality control things. Probably. I mean, we know how Jordan brand it down every now and then. No molds on the pair though, right? So that's all we need. No, it's trust me, I've fuck. That's brutal. I got that like a bunch of those. those silicone packs from like Amazon. I got like 50 of them and I just start chucking them in the box. Like I put 23 in one of the like lost <laughs> and found boxes. Like serves you right, keep you dry, mold free. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that. So you can get the silicone packs from Amazon? Amazon, man, like I think twenty bucks for like fifty. Well, I'm gonna cop some of those. That's actually yeah, because I have a few, few of my stuff, uh, my older pairs. I have the silicone packs in them, so that's good to know. But um, yeah, lost and found ones have been like my really like my go to in terms of pickups. I was talking to Trev actually. Was it yesterday, Trev? Uh, yeah, it was Tuesday. Yeah, yes. Um, and I don't know if this counts as a pickup. Um, Chicago, Chicago for you. No, sorry, the the two. No, no, no. I got those. That was the end of uh 2022. That that yeah, was actually like, my last. Yeah, exactly. Like then he went like a. Oh, this pair. Time. Yes, 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 yes. I forgot about those. Jeff. I forgot about those. Um, but I have I haven't paid for them yet, so technically it's not a pickup. So we'll leave that there. Shout out it's to the just finding folks. like all these like workarounds and like excuses. No, that's what I that's what I do. It's not even. I got excuses. it before. It's, I got it after. It's, it's uh, a pre-cop. Well, well, with well with Trev's with Trev's, it's not considered a cop until I it's monetary until I give him money. So until then, I haven't bought them technically. If you want to get like real technical about it, same thing with Mark. Until I give money him money, for, yeah, I haven't like, bought it shit. Happens I in February, bought shit. It's like a February cop. <laughs> yeah, I haven't bought in shit. So it's not that I'm trying to get around it. It's just I haven't bought it. So for my, I don't even know if I want to get, I guess I can consider a pickup. But shout out to the good folks over at Omnis. Mark would know, this is actually something Mark hit me up about. He probably wouldn't know what it is, but you did hit me up about these. I planned on getting these for my son, Marquise. Hopefully he can't hear me for his birthday. His birthday is coming up. But it happened that they fit me. So I said, fuck it. I'm going to keep them. Um, <laughs> finally got them, guys. Ooh. Oh, okay. October is alive and well. The Salehi Benz. The Salehis, baby. The, so, the snow shoveling special. Doesn't make it bro, any better. Bro, these shits right here are it. You go, and Mark, that, you you go full size down? 
This is a size yeah, nine. Yeah, yeah. I, I have nines. I have nines. Yeah. Shout out to the homie, um, Denim Arts. Aaron, I I met up with him. Fuck. <laughs> I didn't buy anything from him, but I got something. Yes. From him. <laughs> Any anyhow, I'll save that for next week. But I ended up meeting up with, and we were talking about these ominous this pair. And I'm like, you know what? I'm gonna get them. They're size nine. I'm like, my son's birthday's coming up. He steals my Crocs all the time. So I said, fuck it, I'll get him these. And he's like, yo, they run big. I'm like, really? So I get to the store or whatever, try them on. Sure enough, they fucking fit. So naturally, I'm like, fuck it. I'm taking them. So the Salehis, man, love them. Super dope. They're really comfy. They're, I haven't, mind you, I haven't tried on form runners, but super comfortable. For like wide footers, like I think the Salehi Crocs are more forgiving. Than the form runners? Mm -hmm. You don't need to break them in. No, they're like super wide. I didn't think that they ran that big, but yeah, nine is essentially a 10. So yeah, shout out to the the guys over at Omnis, man. DS pair. I had a store credit, so I wouldn't, I guess I don't consider that like bought them. Like I didn't really pay cash for them. Loopholes. Sorry, Kali. I'm getting around. I'm, I'm, I'm pulling well, out I all mean, the loopholes. You know what? It's okay. You pretty much got a glad garbage bag instead of the no name. I mean, it's, it's all <laughs> your choice. Yo, Kali. All jokes aside, it's a croc. No, you can't, you can't. No, no, no. You can't say that it's a well-crafted croc. They did a really good job on these things. A really they, good job. They says just the, changed says the, the guy design on the top. It's the same materials. It's the same padding. They literally just added squiggly lines on the top. And because the shape, it's the late the designer, everyone goes crazy. The shape the, is different. Shape what is about different. the bottom, bro? It's, it's more like a foot. What are you talking about? Like a croc, okay, yeah, like a... the imprint on the bottom, but then. You got the heel, like with the croc, you don't got this. So That's I can take off the heel strap. right there. I don't, even, I don't even need this. There you go. Sports <laughs> Sport mode, mode right there. I don't even need the strap. I took the strap. So my wife was like, Don't you need the strap so your foot stays in it? I'm like, Are you serious? I'm like, Look at this right in there. Ankle support. I can play basketball in these shits. Fucking dope. I love them. I'm happy with them. So that was the only thing I copped. And it's funny because I tell my son, I'm like, yeah, you can take my old Crocs. And then I come downstairs and I'm wearing them. He's like, ooh, what are those? <laughs> I'm like, don't even fucking think about it. So these will stay in my room. I'm not even leaving these at the door. They, they got <laughs> they to they stay upstairs because I don't trust that motherfucker. Well, so, like, if, if it helps um, yeah. or doesn't help, Rich, I have a an extra black pair if Marquis is looking for a, a black pair in a nine. See? The assist. All right, well, yeah, we'll talk. Go. See, uh, we'll, I'm, yeah, like, we'll, I gotta live up to if, the cop father duties, right? If he don't, if he don't take it, let me know, man. I'll, I'll do it. Oh, there you go. Take it. Let me know. We, got, we had a queue right here. Because it runs too big. I swear, I asked the chat. Let me know. I swear, I asked you guys. No one said nothing to me. No one mentioned anything to me. I hundred percent. I was working. Me, me, and Mark, me and Mark spoke about it. We spoke about it, but I don't think it was the black pair, Mark. When we talked, no, we talked about like so. There was a green pair, the blue pair, and then the black pair. It was the green one. I think it was the green green joints because he said he wanted like a a neon green, like the like the neon, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We'll we'll talk about that black. I think I might, I might, I might go with that for him because I know he like he wants and he'll wear them. That's the thing is like I don't mind buying him. That Wait, stuff is this the same son that like wears the black Air Forces or is that yes, yes, that's him. Oh, it's on brand. There you go. And we'll, uh, we'll talk about the that. slowing down for the year has officially ended. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ch- yo, I'd be really good. I'd be really good. You I'm had saying. a great three weeks, Rich. It was it was a really strong <laughs> yeah. three weeks for you. You held out. Good for you, man. It was hard, man. You just it was pushed hard, a pair back really from each week to buy four at the beginning of February. 
<laughs> but I, Colin, you're still hung up. You see, you're hung up on the logistics of it. <laughs> like I haven't bought them like, until there's a a money you put the motion in your brain in forward. Once the plan was in motion, it, it's basically it's like bought. layaway. It's like layaway. Like <laughs> not buying them yet. Like they're there. The dibs is there. I was like an That's alcoholic it, saying, "I can quit when I want to." Some of them can. I've seen it. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. But Mark, I'm glad I was able to at least at least catch you, man. It's been yeah, man. I was like, wait, where's Rich? Yeah, shout outs, Rich. For, let's uh, go. for yeah, let's get the shout outs in for Mark as well. Not that you got the uh, your wares and pickups in. Oh uh, yeah, just uh, I want to give a shout out to uh, the homie who's over at Omnis, my second home. Shout out to Mark. My apologies, I I wasn't on for the entire show, but I'm glad that I at least got to jump in and and talk it up. You're always hitting me up with some with some things. I try to be good, but. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm fucking trying to be good, man. But <laughs> Mark has always come up with some shit. So salute to you. I kind of tease, I guess all of us tease like you're like the sixth member of the group in, in terms of the pod just because you have your hand like almost in everything. Well, like seventh, really, because JB, your half-brother from like the episode. <laughs> I was just about to <laughs> say episodes ago, like Yo, there's... JB, my bad, bro. My bad. <laughs> First, first, I tried to kick him out of the group. Now you're kicking him out of the group, Rich. Like, damn. My bad, JB. My bad. I'm okay being seven, man. I'm. I'm, I'm... <laughs> nah, but appreciate you, I man. Don't do I JB think, like that. I think between all of us, you've probably had a hand in a lot of pickups. So appreciate you, man. So definitely, you know, you you got to be in that shout out. And then lastly, shout out to the homie, um, E Ledger Kicks. I mean, I think he's going by Thomas Wade now on IG. Yeah, we ended up, me and him actually chatted like a few days ago, man. Um, so it was just good to catch up with him. So salute to him. We'll be a guest down the road sometime. So dope. we'll get to it. But yeah, shout out to uh, the homie. Yeah, Thomas Wade, a.k.a. Heath Ledger. Is it Heath Ledger? Kicks? Heat. Heat Ledger. Heat. I'm saying Heat like fucking Heat Ledger, the actor. (laughs) (laughs) Heat Ledger kicks. Yeah, man. But yeah, I talked to him a few days ago. um, So yeah, shout out to you, homie. And yeah, I think that's that's all I got. And shout out to Kali. Shout out to Kali. Sorry, lastly, shout out to Kali. I don't know what Kali's on today. He's trying to poke poke the bear. He is. I want all the smoke. I want all the smoke. I need to blow up some steam. I got some packs so, right here. What do you want? There we go. Sativa. Okay, so we see we going that route. Okay. When you said you all want right. smoke, we got the good smoke. He'll smoke with you if you drink with him. Uh, I'll it. drink with him, but I'll end up vomiting. So if he's, you know, well, that's not good. Find me a splash pad <laughs> somewhere. We're all good. Yeah, I think you just gotta aim towards Trev's like blue suede shoes. Yeah, there we go. We do a fucking circle right there. Yet. Yeah. <laughs> I love how yeah, Mark thrown a, a couple of references from old pods in this. Right, I'm, lo- I'm loving it, man. I'm loving it, man. <laughs> and and lastly, shout out to the fucking Eagles. It's still fuck them. Whoever they playing is who I want to win. And Dallas Cowboys, my gosh. All you <laughs> Dallas fans, fucking just, just hang it up. My God. Yo, like, I was going for them. I was, I'm like, yo, Dallas got this. I, I'm not even a Dallas fan, so I know how y'all feel. I feel terrible year after fucking year. They My need gosh. a new TV year after year, and like people just <laughs> running them over, punching them. It's just crazy. It's you know what? It's just uh like that's how I feel. It's just man, I feel for y'all. I really do. Sorry, I'm, Pete. I'm keeping. I'm <laughs> Pete. Sorry, Pete. Sorry, uh, 
who else? We got a plethora of guys. Miller, uh, Philly fans. Steve, Miller, Mikey McFly. Who else? Oh my gosh, man! Oh my god! Oh, I'm gonna close it out with this. I know I'm. I'm fucking Mark. I apologize. I wish I was on this, but I just want to. My shot. I want to close this out. I had to do a reference for a person I was hiring, and I called this reference. We were just chatting, chatting up and shit, and somehow I don't even remember how we got to football talk. And happens, my fuck is an Eagles fan. I'm just like, oh my gosh! I'm like. I can't get away from y'all. I'm like, even in my work, like I gotta deal with this shit. You know, I would say pissed me off, but I'm just like, you motherfucking Eagles fans. We end the call and go Eagles, go. I'm just like, what the fuck, man? Yo, I'm like, see this, and I said to the guy, I'm like, this is what I'm talking. This is why I don't like y'all for shit like that. Why you gotta say that? Why can't we just end the call? Like, why did you have to say that? And I heard it in Trev's voice. Like, when he said it, it was like Trev's voice. <laughs> it's just weird because I'm just like, the conversation's got to football somehow. And yeah, yeah, I'm an Eagles fan. I'm just like, oh my gosh, here we go, is what I said. Here we go. I need that sound bite. Here we go. Here and then we end the call, and that's what we go. And end the call, and he has to say that. I'm like, see, this is what I'm talking about. This is why I don't like y'all. Why can't you just say, all right, thank you, bye? We need y'all to know Mahomes that we're Eagles go. fans. Mahomes is going to throw a bath bomb at fucking Jalen Hurts, and he's going to get injured, and then it's over with. Hang on. Did you hear that Collie just predicted the Eagles to make the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's basically what he's saying. Because the Eagles are playing the Niners this week, right? Not, not Oh, the Niners. Not what did you do? Yeah, but they're not playing against Mahomes, though. I know, but they might as well be, yes, they might as well be playing freaking Pittsburgh if they're playing the Niners. So we <laughs> Fuck you. So we so Collie Super Bowl prediction is Chiefs and Eagles. All right, all right, got it. <laughs> uh, Mark, thank you for much so much for jumping on, man. We appreciate it. No, did Mark awesome. did Mark do a shout out? I, no, Mark got to do a shout out. Sorry, did you Mark? No, he didn't do it. No, you didn't do a shout out. Okay, sorry, it's been like a half hour since you jumped on, Rich. I, <laughs> I, I, can't, I, can't I thought Mark did one, so sorry. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, I I did one do his. Is one still here? Wants here. Yeah, I don't. I don't have one. I already shouted out Jr. for oh. almost tempting me to purchase something. But February first, Jr. I'll probably hit you up. You already know. Hold up. So, yo, who hasn't caught January? We haven't. None of us. <laughs> None of oh, us. Shit. None of okay. us. Rich. It was just you who broke. Man, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so close. So close. Rich. So close. Seven days or six days. He was tried. That, it was a new record for you. Happy Gilmore's famous line. You it was. Three it. weeks, man. You can do it. <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> Isn't that Waterboy? Is that Waterboy? Oh, like, maybe it, yeah, yeah, it was Waterboy. You can do it. You can do it all night long. It's, it's, it's a Sandler movie, yes, but yeah, you're right. It's Adam Sandler, though. I just say Adam Sandler because all his shit is like the same, man. <laughs> all right. Sorry. Go ahead, Mark. All right. Shout out to y'all for putting us on game. I, I feel like I already said this earlier. Um, the OGs that you meet in whatever space that you're on are going to be foundational to where you take your journey. And I think you guys like Kev, you know, Trev, Kali, Juan, Rich, like all you guys like have, I've picked your brains about certain things and I've learned a lot because of the circle of friends that you guys have introduced me to. And, you know, I think that's been essential to my journey and, Thank you for put, putting these on because I think this pushes the community forwards and like the conversations are important to tell 
you know, all these stories from where we come from and where we're going. So yeah, shout out to you. Thank you, man. Appreciate Appreciate you, man. Yes. We're happy. We're happy to have Kevin introduce you to us. So yeah. Seventh member. <laughs> yes. Number seven, JB. You heard that, right? JB seven. <laughs> JB seven. No, JB six. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, like, JB seven. This yeah. It's kind of what I'm playing. <laughs> yeah. Yo, that episode was so fucking hilarious. I just could not stop laughing when you were like, wait, they're not related. I had to, like, double take and, like, ask, like, they're not related, right? Yeah. Like, I've met we are JB not. in person, like, a few times. Like, they, can't be related. <laughs> like the yeah. accents are both like so like different too. So like there has to be no connection. Nah, we we not man. JB <laughs> JB Toronto. I'm I'm New York. Like Jersey. Like it's like literally polar opposites. Scarborough and Jersey. I thought you yeah. were cousins or something yeah. though. Like you know. Yo, actually, shout out DMX God, man. He actually sent the picture of those Elijah ones that fucking JP was talking about. <laughs> you know what? I actually I forgot to post that photo with the pod, but JB did send me the photo of those shoes. Of course shoes. you did, bro. So, yeah. They were actually Spalding's was the brand. Mm, Spalding, yeah. Yeah, DMX God was like, they were Spalding. Like, that makes sense. It's Elijah one, right? Hakeem Elijah one? Yeah, Elijah I yep. believe. Yeah, he was with Spalding. Yep, so yeah, he ended up sending the picture. So yeah, shout out to DMX Scott. It's funny. Them things are atrocious. It's awful. Thank God I didn't. I've never seen those things That's where all life, the recycled so basketballs were probably made. Like, that's where they right? put the leather. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, man. Oh my gosh. Sorry, guys. I ended up dragging this out long. And there was oh, this is fun. I'm glad I got to, to hop on and at least see the homie, man. Oh, Mark is a bad influence. Bad influence. <laughs> circle of bad influence or circle of enablers. Yes, you are. Enablers Anonymous. Oh, Mark, man, we really appreciate you jumping on the pod with us. This was a ton of fun. Thanks, guys. This was good. This was really good. Hopefully, we we'll do it again at some point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yo, Mark, I'm about to DM you. One. <laughs> He's, he's coming for the Crocs. I'm coming for them. <laughs> Lock those in. As always, you can find us on Instagram at InKicksWeTrust. Make sure to use the hashtag InKicksWeTrust for a potential feature. And you can find me on Instagram at Trevsky63. Kev, where can they find you? You can also find me on Instagram, Kevin K. Man. Collie, where can they find you? You can find me on IG at The Collywood Life. Or your local splash pad. Bro, it's gonna be February when this thing comes out. What am I gonna be doing at a last bash pad in like three feet of snow? Like vomiting. Can't be, I'm, I'm not running. I'm not gonna be vomiting if I'm not running. You're gonna be running chasing deers in your deer chasing shoes. Bro, you can't chase deers this time of year without a snowmobile. Uh, well, a moose then. Uh, I'm not fucking chasing a moose. That thing will fuck you up. You know, dangerous moose are more dangerous than like brown bears. Like. The, you're, everybody, everybody. There's a lot of things you color. shouldn't be doing, Kali, and you do them anyway. So, yes. right. <laughs> my 100%. caliber of physique and knowledge means I can do many things the average person can't. Right. Okay. Yeah, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I'm moving along. <laughs> yeah. Juan, where can they find you? Instagram three two one. Like I said, you can message me about traveling kicks. Mainly Jordan ones, but everything's fair game. Beautiful. Hey, that's that is so goaded. Like, yeah, yo, somebody put a stamp on that. Like, hundred percent, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, it. I might. We might, do, we might have to Trademark. do a T one. We might have to do a T for that. 
and you can find Rich cheering for the Eagles on Sunday. But if you want to find him on Instagram, you. where can we find you, Rich? Them. Cheering them against them. You can find me on IG, man. Growth status 13 and motherfuck the Eagles. How about that? <laughs> Petey, what up? I'll let me. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We will see you all next week. Stay safe and be well. Bye.